We would be a much better society if people just did that, if people talked face-to-face, had it out, and didn't involve the rest of us. I'm not entirely convinced that Joe Biden is going to be the nominee. I don't think Joe Biden is convinced of that either, which you'll hear in a second. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Hello. It's Thursday. Thursday, November 16th, 2023. You know where your children are. Um, Okay, everybody needs to subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't, you really should. You really, really should. Just like click the subscribe button and then you can always watch us later. Put us right in your podcast, in your tool belt, you know, wherever. Backpack. In your cap. Fanny pouch. Uh Wherever. But subscribe. Do that. Subscribe. Um, favor to you and to anyone else out there who might be a Twitter or X user. Can you tell me if we, that's fantastic. Also, just, I wanted to throw out there a point of personal privilege, if I may, uh, that relates to our locals, supporter people specifically. Um, we are five supporters away from 1400 supporters Five. five on locals. So if that is something that you've been maybe thinking about um, and you would like to join our community there, this would be a great time. I would love to see it hit 1400 and you can get there by just going to chicksontheright.locals.com. You can just be a member for free or if you would like to be a supporter, um, that would be amazing as well. And so consider that. I just wanted to put that out there that we are just five people away, which is really, really exciting. Also, uh, the only real bit of like newsy headliney stuff that I have ahead of videos, because there's a lot of stuff to get to in the videos today, is the fact that Jimmy Kimmel is going to host the Oscars again. I, they're like nobody, suckers nobody for cares. punishment, apparently. Oh, no. Nobody cares about the Oscars anymore, do they? <laughs> this is the thing. We were talking about this in pre-show and I'm like, I, nobody cares. And, and Mock was like, they should get somebody different to do it. And I'm like, they're not going to do it. They're never going to get anybody else even though nobody likes the Oscars, nobody likes him. It's becoming smaller and smaller, this community of people in Hollywood. I, we all like Hollywood as much as we like Congress at this point. <laughs> right. We hate them. Yeah. But I mean, like if it was, you know, if Bill Burr were going to host it or if, if there was a comedian that was going to host it that was different, that was interesting, that was timely, if they got Chappelle, you know what I mean? Like, just somebody different that actually people would tune into because they want to see that person. Somebody different. Then they would, their ratings, they might actually have a chance of having increased ratings. But if they keep churning out Kimmel, nobody cares about Kimmel. Literally nobody. Nobody cares about them. <laughs> I just, we're so over Hollywood. Yeah, I think it's true. social media is what made Hollywood go down at that and the whole, the notion of political correctness and wokeness made Hollywood just go downhill. Because we you don't think it was like to... just an oversaturation. You totally. just get too much of them. Right. I don't, we, because remember back in the 80s and in st- the 90s, we didn't see them as much. And that there was, was how, that's how we liked it. There was a mystique. Yeah. 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 I don't care what you ate for dinner. <laughs> no. Just go away. <laughs> you don't care what Kim Kardashian eats I for don't. dinner? It's like, well, Kim Kardashian wasn't a celebrity back then, you know? Right. The, those kind of people weren't celebrities because they yeah. don't. Kim Kardashian doesn't do anything. She has no talent. She just made a sex tape and gave it yeah. to her mother and her mother pimped her out. 
<laughs> and so those kind of people weren't even celebrities. Like back in the day when we had real celebrities that actually acted and sang and danced and did things, mm-hmm. we'd watch them and be like, okay, well, this is the Oscars. I mean, I used to actually go to Oscar parties. Oh, it, yeah. It was, that was fun. A thing. It, yeah. I mean, like the movies were pretty decent. I can't even tell you the last movie. Oh, I saw the Taylor Swift movie with my 13-year-old daughter. That was the last movie I saw against my will. It was like I understand oh, yeah, that yeah. it was well, you even said afterwards, you were like, she is she has, very talented. She has some talent. I'll give her that. She has some talent, but I still don't like her. I don't like anything about really? her. So you're not into this whole relationship that she has with Travis? No. I mean, I think no. it's cute. No. They're and cute. And he is no. And he's a he's Pfizer's biatch. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, new love. <laughs> it's very sweet. Okay. And now, you All know, right. their parents are going to be meeting like that's on the that it's getting serious, according to the Daily He's Mail. Basically, this whatever. OK. <laughs> All right. I just can't wait to hear all about like how she's writing music about him because she will. This will not last if they never do. <laughs> well, she's older and wiser now. Mm-hmm. And this okay. is a very different kind of boyfriend than she's mm-hmm. ever had. So maybe this is the one. I told my daughter-in-law, I said, I'm going to do an imitation of how she dances the night when I see her this weekend. Everything is with her hands. Like she's, she just, she doesn't know how to dance and everything <laughs> is, she does all this stuff with her hands. I just, three hours of watching her is all I need for my entire life. That's all. <laughs> I'm done. I don't need to see her ever again. I need to go watch Led Zeppelin like on a loop just to get that crap out of my head. But I did it because I'm a good mom. <laughs> Um, you guys, you know that we've told you about this before, but there is still an opportunity. There will always be an opportunity with code chicks to get free activation when you make the switch to Patriot Mobile uh, as your cell provider. And you can do that at patriotmobile.com slash chicks. You can call 972 Patriot if you would like to do it that way. You get the benefit of true nationwide coverage on all three major platforms. The only thing that you're doing is you're actually using the money that you pay on your monthly cell phone bill to go towards causes that believe in the same things that you do. Let me give you an example. I just read, for example, that Patriot Mobile has recently just sponsored a Night of Hope. This was the um, the the foundation or like the charity uh, gala that Glenn Beck, that featured Glenn Beck. They also sponsored um, a pro life gala that it's called Embrace Grace this pro-life group, um, they just celebrated their 10th anniversary. And so they are in a really good position to, to help causes that we all believe in. And that right there is reason enough for you to make the switch. You can do it again at patriotmobile.com slash chicks or call 972. Do it, you guys. It's not going to hurt you at all. You're going to have the same service, only better service, right? Like you'll have better customer service. And that's always a bonus. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have to start out (laughs) because I just saw this this morning. You know how there's been the APEC thing with G and like all the leaders um, hanging out in San Fran now that it's all clean and sparkly? Exactly. Um, (laughs) Kamala spoke. Kamala spoke at APEC. And I don't think it will come as any surprise to anybody that this was part of her speech. Innovation is about our ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been. The ability to not only imagine a better future, but to build it. No. Oh my God, no. It really happened yesterday. 
I cannot believe that she did that. It's it's oh like she's just punking us now. Right. It's like it's a bit it, the joke's on us, right? <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> There's just no way that she did that. She it, she just can't stop. Can't no. stop, won't stop, you guys. <laughs> she just can't. She did it. She did that, you guys. I mean, I do want. I mean, at some point, people just need to create a montage that of every incident. I think there's probably at least 30, at least 30 that someone <laughs> could put together in a video God. right now. And then if she keeps doing it, I mean, this is incredible, you know, oh my God. That, it that is either her speechwriter or she herself keeps thinking that this is a good line. I think your speechwriter is just doing it over and over again to see like, when am I going <laughs> to get fired for this? Is there ever going to be a time I get fired for this? I, it's like, I'm just going to keep doing it. It's like, it's, it's, seriously, it's the office space guy that brings the fish and starts cutting it on his desk. He's like, eventually I'm going to get fired for this, right? Right, yeah. Somebody she, has to. Oh somebody my God. is going to, it's like she just doesn't think we've caught on or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like She's like, unreal. nobody has heard this before. Unreal. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, okay, so Biden also, he met with, he spoke at APEC, he met with, President Xi, um, he did sort of a press conference that was very sort much of. guided <laughs> for right. him. Sort of. And and he had some moments um, yesterday. So this first clip that you're about to see, this is when he and the rest of his cabinet are at this big, giant, long board table, boardroom table, and ostensibly President Xi is across from him, and they are about to welcome in the press. So it's time they've had their discussions. Now the press <laughs> is going to come in. And so they're coming in and Biden like starts joking around like, oh, here they come. And immediately his team cuts off his mic. And I think the the theory is they cut it off because they're worried he's about to make a joke about the, the press when there is no free press in China. And they don't want him to say something inappropriate in that <laughs> regard. So you can see what you think about it. But like when it cuts out, when you hear the sound cut out, that's not us. That's the team. And then he comes back. Check it out. Here they come. that the press conference kicked off was, of course, Biden being completely forthcoming about how much he is managed by other people like this. Uh, now I'd like to be able to take some questions. If I may. And I'm told that Dimitri of the Financial Times has the first question. That's what he's yeah. told. <laughs> yeah, he's told that. That's really a lot of strength he's showing mm. in front of China. That's great. So much strength. Mm -hmm. G is just like, yep, I, I know. <laughs> I know how strong you are, America. I mean, he's sizing us up. That's basically what what G is doing. He was he was coming here and he's sizing us up. And he's like, I mean, it, in theory, we're supposed to be a stronger country. <clears throat> but if you look at Biden, he's probably thinking, mm -mm, no, <laughs> not so much. I mean, what a nightmare. Oh, my gosh. Well, and all the questions, I mean, because apparently they 
they came to some agreement on like some sort of fentanyl plan that I think everybody's supposed to be super excited about. And I'm just not because I don't believe anything that We're comes gonna, out of said, the mouths of yeah, China. He said, he said he's going to curb it. Whatever. That's What does that just, even mean? It's a big it means, fat lie. It means nothing. You're going to curb it? <laughs> what? It's, it's just it's all for show and it's yeah. not showing well. Um, but the questions from the press, like they didn't give a crap about the China thing. They want to talk about Israel and Hamas. And so they were asking Biden about the whole hostage situation and these Israeli pauses uh, that Biden and the world have been sort of in favor of. And Biden starts to say stuff that he's not supposed to say. I heard in a different report um, that Anthony Blinken was in that front row and there was a reporter sitting next to or sitting right right near Anthony Blinken enough where she could see his facial expressions. And in this moment that you're about to see, according to this reporter, Anthony Blinken was like, no, no, don't. no, <laughs> don't. Yeah, he was terrified that Biden was about to say stuff that he shouldn't. Here it is. I think the pause and that is really that the Israelis have agreed to down to, well, I'm getting too much detail. I, I know, Mr. Secretary, I'm going to stop. The, uh, but I am, I am mildly hopeful. I'm mildly hopeful. Um, with regard to uh, when is this going to stop, I think it's going to stop when, the, uh, when Hamas no longer maintains the capacity to murder and abuse and, and, uh, and just do uh, horrific things to uh, the Israelis. I mean, he was right about that. So props. It took him a while to get that out. <laughs> and think right. clearly on his own. Um, that was, yeah. It, what a, This guy is such a puppet. It's, it's just so painful to watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to Megyn Kelly's point the other day, imagine this guy debating. Oh, it's God. not going to happen. Right. Not going to happen. No, it's never going to happen. But this is the thing. Why? If Listen, if he is that painful to watch on a stage, this is why Trump should be like, yeah, I want to debate him. Why I hope he is. I hope he does. This is why wouldn't he be chomping at the bit to debate this guy? I would be like, hell yeah, let me add him. <laughs> and maybe he will be. Maybe he, he will be super stoked. But I do think Megan had it pegged correctly that she thinks Biden will use the excuse that he doesn't want to share the stage with an insurrectionist. And I would totally use that against him. I'd be like, uh-uh, you're just scared because you have <laughs> dementia. And that is what Trump should be doing. Yeah. Trump should be saying that too. I mean, he needs to use this to his advantage. He needs to be like, you're scared. You're just scared because you're mentally incapacitated. Well, again, he might. I mean, this hasn't happened yet because we don't even have right. official nominees. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because, and there's a later clip that we'll show you. I'm not entirely convinced that Joe Biden is going to be the nominee. I don't think Joe Biden is convinced of that either, which you'll hear in a second. Um, but there was, as he was walking off the stage, there was one, he gave one more reporter a chance, essentially the loudest reporter was able to ask a question. And the question that is asked here is, because it's very hard to hear, is whether or not he still considers President Xi a dictator. So that's the question in case it's hard to hear. Who can hold the loudest? 
And Mr. President, after today, would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that you used earlier this year. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is a guy who runs a country that is a communist country that is based on a form of government totally different than ours. Anyway, it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's a dictator in the, in a sense that, you know, he is in a charge of a communist. He dictates, thing. yeah. Oh. He's not, he's running a country that's not like America. And I don't understand anything more. I'm going to go ahead and leave now because I just <laughs> crap my pants. God, oh my gosh. Well, and then this moment at APEC is catching a lot of attention uh, because he's complimenting Gavin Newsom, but in a way that is kind of unnecessary. Listen. I want to talk about Governor Newsom. I want to thank him. He's been one hell of a governor, man. Matter of fact, he could be anything you want. He could have the job I'm looking for. Well, he what? probably is going to. He's probably going to get it. He's probably <laughs> gonna. So there I you mean, go. He's, was that like an accidental? I said this out loud thing. Was yeah. it? What is? What he is? He accidentally that? says things out loud that he shouldn't say all the time. So yeah, that probably was. Yeah, he's probably going to slip in there. Uh, Weasel McGee is going to get right in there, and he's going to take your job. We all know it. I Just mean, give it a couple months, dude. Once they make the announcements, he's going he's gonna to totally get in there past the goalie. He's going to take that spot. So get ready. Yeah. Now, I do think if it is Gavin, I do think Gavin will want to debate Trump, assuming Trump is the totally. nominee. I think he will want to. Oh, and without that'll question. Be, I mean, it'll you guys, be Gavin Newsom will win. If it's Gavin Newsom, he's going to win the election. It will be I, just, a I need everybody to brace themselves for that possibility. Still go out and do your best and vote. But I just, I don't see how, I just don't see how we beat that. That will be spirited. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. It'll be and spirited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think he'll win the entire election is what you think. Yeah, without question. And I, I'm only saying that now because I think Gavin's awesome. I don't. I think there are so many stupid people yeah, there are a lot of in this people. country that will just, mm -hmm. who, who have not been paying attention to the election cycle at all, who will just be so relieved for another Democrat who's not Biden that they'll be, it doesn't matter how much yeah. he screwed up California. Yeah, and there, are a lot of, there are a lot of young people who will be like, oh my God, he's so exactly. handsome. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Yeah. yeah, a lot of stupid young women who will be like, yeah. I'll vote for him because I'd like to sleep with him. <laughs> and it won't be mm -hmm. because they've stolen it. It's not. No. I see a lot of comments. Oh, it's because they're going to steal it. No, it, no, there's going to be a lot. And then there'll be a lot of Republicans who just stay home and they'll be like, oh, they stole the election. Really? You also <laughs> stayed home. <laughs> it's like, right. You stayed home. We need yeah. to come out in. Full mm -hmm. force, but right. I feel much more confident if Biden is the nominee than if Gavin is, because right. that's that's just not going to go well. Mm -hmm. um, OK, I want to now that I've depressed everybody <laughs> with that, I do want to remind you that if you are seeking to find your happy, here's a way that you can do it. Healthy Cells brand new gel pack is calm mood and it's got I'm going to tell you all the things that it has in this particular concoction it includes things like neurotransmitters like it it sets it's it sets the balance of your neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine it has mood supporting ingredients like ashwagandha which is super fun to say it is isn't it ashwagandha <laughs> ashwagandha mm -hmm. 
L-theanine, GABA, 5-HTP, saffron, magnesium, B vitamins, vitamin D. It comes in a berry lemon flavor, which Ooh. is delicious. All their... I, I can eat these as snacks. I know I they are know really, that really good. Recommended. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not recommended. You just probably want to do the one a day. True. Um, but it's a phenomenal addition to the healthy cell lineup. The healthy cell lineup, of course, includes all uh, kinds of different supplements, including a daily, which you should always be taking, whether it's the bioactive multi or whether it's your vegan essentials, you should always take your daily. And then whatever other thing you would like to help supplement, whether it's your focus and recall, whether it's your sleep, whether it's your happy mood, all of those things are available uh, at healthycell.com slash chicks. You can use code chicks to get 20% off of your first order. Check out Calm Mood and support the balance of your happy healthycell.com slash. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, we've talked about the fact that Joe Manchin made that big announcement that he's not going to run again for his Senate seat. He's instead going to travel the country looking to see if he can create or if there is interest in a movement of the middle. Um, And so naturally, he's getting questions about what exactly that means. And so Kristen Welker asked him outright, are you running for president? Like, is that what that means? And because he's a politician, he answers very politician-y. Are you seriously contemplating a run for the White House? Here's what I'm seriously contemplating. And I've said this very clearly, but people always want to say, well, are you going to run? I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure and mobilize that moderate, sensible, common sense middle. That could be a center left, center right. So it could be a person who's involved in the grand old party forever. But they basically say, well, you know, my Democrat friends over here, the old blue dog Democrats, the middle's gone. There's not many of us centrists left. And if I can reinvigorate that, and I said, I will do everything that I possibly can. I'm totally, absolutely scared to death that Donald Trump would become president again. I think we will lose democracy as we need, know it. And my reason for saying that, you can't normalize this visceral hatred, calling people names and attacking people. You can't basically think the only fair election is the one you win. And the only laws pertain to everybody but you. That's not the country we are. That's not how we became the country. And I'm afraid that Joe Biden's been pushed too far to the left. Can he come back? We'll see. But the bottom line is that's not the Joe Biden that we thought was being elected to go that far left. 
just to clarify, just to put a fine point, I know you haven't made sure. any decisions, but are you considering running for president? I will do anything I can to help my country. Is that a yes? And you're saying, does that mean you would consider it? Absolutely. Every American should consider if they're in a position to help save the country. I think we're on the wrong course. So I will do everything possible. You've said. OK, so what he's so he didn't answer the question, but he did say everybody should consider running for president president. Well, he did say I'm absolutely considering it, as should every single every, American. All of y'all <laughs> should be considering it. Every single person out there should be considering it. Why can oh they God. not just answer questions just answer like the normal damn que- people? Yeah. So the damn question. He's so he's obviously going to run. Well, who knows? I mean, he has to travel the country first and see if there's a movement of the middle. That's what he's doing it. I mean, I just this is just so ridiculous. And yes, I mean, maybe he feels that Trump sucks and that Biden is way too far left. OK, but like stand for something. If you if you feel like the country is running off course and like one guy is too far right and one guy is too far left, then say definitively, I'm running. I'm the person for the job to save the country. If you feel like you're the person, then put your flag in the ground and say, I'm the person to to save the country. But don't be all like mamby-pamby about it and be like, well, I mean, everybody should be considering it. I know. I'm not going to vote for you then because you didn't, you weren't definitive about it. You're, you're like pudding. I can't, (laughs) I can't vote for you. Well, and you heard him say that like, you know, it's, it, to me, that sounded very much like he is considering a tick, a joint ticket somehow with Romney because he mentioned, you know, pulling together someone who's been in the grand old party forever. And oh so God. there I think this no labels. I think it's going to be a mansion Romney. No labels ticket. People hate Romney. <laughs> it's like that's the worst. Why would you pick him out of all the people? People on the right can't stand him. They can't. Why would you but pick him? It's a, it's the because they are going to try to get the people like Liz Cheney and like Ugh, all the all God. the Even Joe Walsh's and Evan McMullins are going to try to get those people. And Even worse. I, they it's will. A, yeah, I don't. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. You picked a dumpster fire. Why would you do that? <laughs> Robin Zecca. Thank you. Robin says we should send a box of calm mood to Anthony Blinken. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Totally. It. He for sure could use mm-hmm. it. Uh, Kristen Welker also said, hey, you realize that if you get into this race, you will be a spoiler for and you will help Trump win. You're here all like, oh, no, if Trump's president, it's going to ruin the democracy. But you're going to help him. So what do you have to say about that? And here is his absolutely nonsensical, convoluted answer to that question. You've said you don't think you would be a spoiler. If you look at the polls, it shows that a third party candidate would take support away from President Biden. What do you say to those who say you would be a spoiler? I've never been a spoiler ran. in my life of anything, and I would never be a spoiler now. But if you ran as a third-party candidate? Everyone's saying this going to spoil and tip the scales one way or the other. Okay, you have basically Ross Perot. Who would have predicted that Ross Perot would have elected Bill Clinton, tip the scales to Bill Clinton? I don't think so. Who would have predicted that Bobby Kennedy now, with his support, would tip the scales for Donald Trump or hurt Donald Trump, I'm sorry, and tip the scales to Joe Biden since he basically left the Democratic Party. I don't, you know, no one can predict these things. As what? Oh my God, this guy is like, he doesn't, he, at this point, he doesn't even know what he's doing. I don't think he knows what he's saying. He has no idea. No clue. He, he was just like, I've never been a spoiler. And just look at Ross Perot, who was a spoiler. Right. 
What exactly. Are you, what yeah, point he is no, he making? He has no idea what he's doing. He just oh doesn't. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, switching gears, Vivek appeared with Abby Phillips on CNN, and she tried to do the thing that the media is famous for doing, where she wants him to answer for Donald Trump using the word vermin. You know, the media is very upset about Donald Trump using a word because a Nazi used it once. And so therefore, Trump is a Nazi. Don't you see how using the same word? And why would she ask clearly him? makes him a Nazi? Right. And why why yeah, would she why, ask Vivek? This is the thing. It's like, I mean, you might as well ask us. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that's how dumb these questions is. are. And he goes off on her and it is glorious. That language, they live like vermin. Do you believe that that is, as your uh, Republican colleague, Chris Christie, has said, neo-Nazi rhetoric? This is a classic mainstream media move. Pick some individual phrase of Donald Trump, focus on literally that word without actually interrogating the substance of what's at issue. The word was chosen for a reason. We are in the middle of a cultural war in this country. Well, you know what? It, it, it's actually describing a series of behaviors. You have Antifa and other related groups that have been burning down cities for the last three years in this country. Would you describe them as vermin? violating the rule of law. We have an invasion on our southern border. We have millions of people crossing our southern border. Let's talk about the substance okay. of why we have to recognize would, that we're not in ordinary you, times. Would you so use that language So the vocabulary of the vermin or not is not what's important. Well, I haven't used that language. So, so you can look you? at my, my track record on the campaign trail. I talk about the issues. We all talk about them differently. But what I'm not going to do is play some game of focusing on some word that somebody else said without ignoring entirely the substance of what we're actually talking about. A border crisis of historic proportion. Economic stagnation we haven't seen in 50 years. A national identity crisis and the loss of national pride in the next generation that's potentially existential for this country. Let's talk about our dependence on China. Today we're actually talking about Xi Jinping, picking on Donald Trump's word vermin to talk about that status quo. You know what's vermin? What's running around San Francisco on a given day before Gavin Newsom cleaned it up on a dime to roll out the red carpet for Xi Jinping? If he could do that for Xi Jinping, he could have done it on an ordinary day. And yet we're here sitting talking not about the substance of that, but on one word that Donald Trump said in some speech in Miami. This is what's wrong with the mainstream media. Focus on the substance and let's have an actual policy debate rather than talking to a presidential candidate instead of the policy substance of what's actually going on in the country. Picking on some word that Donald Trump said on a certain day and asking me for comment on it. Give me a break. <laughs> Damn. You know, it's it's so funny to me because when he started, you know, he came in as this guy who was like very gentle, you know, when he came onto the scene, everybody was like, he's so like what wet behind the ears. Is that the, is that the phrase? You know, he's kind of sort of like new at he's all. New, yeah. He's new at that. Yeah, he's for sure. new at it. And like, it's, it's very gentle when he came in and like this process has hardened him. Oh yeah. He's... It has hardened him. And now he's just like. <laughs> he she doesn't care he gives no ass he's just letting it fly he's swinging and i mm. like it i like it is fun Vivek. i like it, it. Is it's fun, fun to watch it's fun to watch him i mean it's really fun to watch him because now he's like i don't give a shit i am just gonna <laughs> say the things <laughs> i'm going off on these people and i kind of enjoy watching this vivek how that one was fun how he's become sort of you know he's like his balls have grown exponentially or maybe they've like just fallen it's like they've just, well, like they, hanging I think lower they were already there but now it's like 
a giant set of bull balls, you know? <laughs> and it's like, I'm, it's a ranch thing, but I mean, it's like just these giant bull balls he's grown on this little Vivek body. And it's, I know. it's fun to watch. Really fun. It's, that was, mm -hmm. and there were other parts of that interview. If you guys get a chance to look up that interview from last night, I mean, she was awful, absolutely awful. And there were points, like she was asking him his Taiwan strategy would barely let him explain it, which I think he's done pretty well. Um, but she keeps twisting his words and he kept calling her on twisting his words. And then at some point he was just like, clearly you don't understand strategic ambiguity. Do you want me to help you understand that? Would you like me to educate you? I mean, it was like the whole interview was so contentious. So great. It's just it so was pretty great. fun. Yeah. I mean, he's just over it. He's over yeah. it. And yeah. I think at the beginning he tried to be, you know, nice and understanding of people. And now he's just like, these people suck. Mm -hmm. And they are not working with me. And so I'm just going to apply the smackdown. And I appreciate that about him now. Yeah, it, that, mm -hmm. it was fun. Um, all right, let's switch gears to talk about how absolutely useless the BBC has been in its coverage of what's happening in Gaza. And they've been so <clears throat> useless, in fact, that they have had to correct themselves like 30 times since this conflict began. Because what they do is they hear a report from Hamas, a terrorist organization, and they run with it. They don't care if, the, if it's fact checked, if it's correct or not. They just go. And so once again, one of their reporters on the BBC had to issue an apology. Here it is. And now uh, an apology from the BBC. A BBC News, uh, as it covered uh, initial reports that Israeli forces has entered Gaza's main hospital. We said that medical teams and Arab speakers were being targeted. This was incorrect and misquoted a Reuters report. We should have said IDF forces included medical teams and Arabic speakers for this operation. So we apologize for this error, which fell below our usual editorial standards. The correct version of events was broadcast minutes minutes later. Oh, did it? <laughs> did it? Okay. Mm, yes. <laughs> mm, quiet. Mm, quiet. <laughs> quiet. And then this was their written statement. They said, as BB News covered initial reports that Israeli forces had entered Gaza's main hospital, we said that medical teams and Arab speakers were being targeted, which is <laughs> bad. A little different. <laughs> right. Yeah. This was incorrect and misquoted a Reuters report. We should have said IDF forces included medical teams and Arabic speakers for this operation. We apologize for this error, which fell below our usual editorial standards. The correct version of events was broadcast minutes later, and we apologize for the mistake on air later in the morning. What a bunch of clowns. That was like after the toothpaste was out of the tube. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as always. Mm -hmm. as and this always. is why yep. the Israeli SNL mocks them the way that they do, because it's just so mockable, right? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like how we mock CNN and MSNBC and ABC yeah. and basically all of our mainstream media because <laughs> right. they're they're one of the same. That's basically <laughs> how they are. Yep. Um, you guys remember that sweet Irish dad of his daughter, Emily, who's one of the hostages in Gaza, who he initially got reports that she was dead and he was relieved because he thought that that was a better outcome than living amongst terrorists in Gaza. Now he knows that she's alive and he has been making the rounds on several of these news stations. He made the mistake, unfortunately, of appearing on a show with Gail King. 
who asked him the most inappropriate question. And I just, just, she's awful. You guys just watch this. This is just, she's, it's just shameful. But now this seems to be all about politics. What do you say about that? You know, you have innocent children in Palestinians who are dying, innocent Israeli children who are dying. And no one seems to be able to say enough. Stop that. Uh, (laughs) I'm not interested in politics at all. Uh, My only concern is getting Emily back. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to quit doing talk shows. Yeah. Or vet them better. Yeah, just he just needs to stop doing them. I mean, they're like I don't, I don't know why he's doing them. I don't know why she would invite him on. I don't, I just don't know. He, they just he needs to stop because I don't know what good it's doing at this point for him to be going on these talk shows. You know, I think he just wants her image and her. He wants his daughter be to be remembered. Yeah, no, to not right. be forgotten, to be remembered. And he thinks that any chance he has to talk about her is a chance worth it. You know. Yeah, but this was just. I mean, if he wants to do oh that, he should just go on Fox News and that's it. Right. Exactly. Honestly, I'm just being honest because they're the only ones who are probably going to help with that. The other, the, any other news source, if that's what you want to call them, it's just going to be, you know, antagonistic. Yeah. Or just make him uncomfortable. I can't imagine being a parent in that situation right oh now and having to go on a talk show and then face a question like that. I'd be like, first of all, there should be no ceasefire until we get the freaking hostages back. Right. You and nobody's have. asking about that. No, right. that's what nobody's talking about. No, no one's talking about that at all. And it's like, if it were any other situation, you would be calling for that. Mm-hmm. But since it's, you know, Jewish people, for some reason, you're not. Yeah. So, you know, shut up, Gail. <laughs> uh, if you guys are not following on Twitter, Hillel Neuer. Um, please do it immediately because he's a fantastic follow when it comes to all things Israel. He's uh, spoken at the UN about UN's shameful response to this conflict. And here he is uh, in just another moment of brilliance. UN officials have repeatedly said, yes, 1,400 people were massacred by Hamas, but now thousands of Palestinians are killed. And, you know, that argument was made before. It was made actually in the Nuremberg trials when the Einsatzgruppen, the Nazi death squads that moved around in Europe and killed a million Jews and a million others. When they were brought to justice at Nuremberg, one of the arguments was the Dresden defense say, yes, uh, we may have done these killings, but you, the allies, you killed civilians when you bombed Dresden and other cities. And that was wholly rejected by the Nuremberg court. The notion that this Nazi defendant was trying to make that the deliberate and purposeful killing of civilians was equal to the taking of civilian lives that is undesired, unintended, and unavoidable was absolutely rejected. Those are completely two different things. The essence of of civilization is to distinguish between those two. And sadly, at the United Nations, we are seeing this scandalous Dresden defense being brought up again and again to equate the purposeful, deliberate killing of civilians, which is a crime, to equate it with taking a civilian lives that is undesired, unintended, but unavoidable. That should be rejected completely. I just don't know how to, anybody can say it more clearly. Right. I can't believe that people don't see that this is just a fight between good and evil, period. Mm-hmm. Nothing more and nothing less. I yep. just don't get why that's Agreed. not obvious. But Agreed. Uh, there is one person that gets it, and it is this hot... Australian actor guy that I have never heard of before, but now I'm a fan of. (laughs) And I think everybody else will be too. Check him out. 
I love the Jewish people. We as Christians need to stand with these people who have faced so much and too much. But weren't you afraid to lose some followers? 2016, I was in Iraq, volunteering in a place that was bringing emergency aid to people fleeing ISIS. And I remember making a deal with Hashem in that moment of time that whatever it costs to follow you, to serve you and to be a light to people, it's all yours. If I lose every single follower, if I lose every single fan, if I lose, you know, my jobs, my career, even my own life, if it's to glorify Hashem, I put it on the table. What do you think that we as Israelis, as Jewish people around the world, need to do better in order for the world to know the truth, what we're going through? It's a tough question to answer. You know, I'm going to be honest, you know, uh, it's a tragic reality that Hamas brought this nation together. It's a tragic reality that it was Hamas that brought these people together. And I'm glad that, that this nation is coming together because for the last eight months you've been divided over judicial reforms and politics and left versus right. And it was Hamas that brought you together. And so if I was talking to the Jewish people now listening and watching this, I would say, don't let it be Hamas that keeps you together. Let it be Hashem. So what, is, awesome. what is it with Australian people that like, why are they so hot? <laughs> Seriously, what is it? Why are they all so very, very hot? <laughs> yeah, what is that? I just I don't know. I don't know. Seriously. But he's very like, he's got some Liam Hemsworth. I know. This qualities. is the thing. There's just something about Australian people. You know, because I follow the Hemsworths. I mean, I'm not going to lie <laughs> on Instagram. And it's like they, whenever they post up and it's like them and a thousand other people that they hang out with. It's not just like one Australia. It's not just that one family. It's like they're all hot. It's like, <laughs> what is that? And it's not just the accent either. They oh, just I, just, I love are. their accent. It's like, the, maybe it's because they're all just athletic and I don't know. It's like a, I'm not sure what it is. Is it the <laughs> beach? It's the beach. <laughs> is it the beach? They're, just, I don't know. they're hot people. They are hot people. And the accent mm -hmm. doesn't hurt. I mean, that's no, like a, it doesn't hurt. A little boost. Margot Robbie. <laughs> yeah, Margot Robbie's Australian. Right? Oh my God. Remember are Mel Gibson back in the day? Back oh, in the day. Back in the day. Uh, Good Lord. Oh my gosh. Right? Back in the day. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mad Max is Mad Max days. Mm. Or the yeah. um, what was the thing where he's the cop, the like suicidal cop? Oh, yeah, you guys know. Um, lethal weapon. Lethal, lethal weapon. weapon. Yeah. Yes. You got to do crab hands in order to yeah. remember. <laughs> One yes. of our insiders called it crab hands. Crab, gra uh, crab, hands. crab grab grabbing or something. And I love that. Crab, I love that term. Crab <laughs> grab hands. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, D. Snyder, who you may know from such things as Twisted Sister, he was asked by TMZ uh, if he minds that IDF soldiers are using his We're Not Gonna Take It song as sort of their rallying cry. And here is D. Snyder on that. Issues with people using We're Not Gonna Take It. You know, are you okay with, uh, with the military using it? Because you got a full-on war happening right now. I mean, no one I like better using when I can take it than the military. You good with IDF using it? Or? You know what? Israelis, the assault on the Israelis, people are losing sight of something. You know, people saying that, oh, the response is going to be too intense. Yeah. But what happened? Well, you don't get to decide on the response, people, when you do heinous things to civilians. 
you don't get to say, oh, that's enough. That's enough retaliation. No, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. When you cross that line, you're burning people, you're slaughtering people, you're raping people, you're, 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 you're just killing people. That's what happened with that festival. You don't get to say, okay, you get to kill. You get your revenge can be this much. No. Payback's a mother effort. You know, and I come from that school. Yeah. You cross that line, you know, shit's gonna happen. So you're okay with the, that being played as the battle cry? In the... Oh, hell yeah. I mean, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> he's kind of right about payback. You don't get yeah. to decide what the payback is. That's right. Yeah, and that's why I find it really interesting. That's, that's a really great way of looking at it. It's really interesting to me how people want to put limits on that. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you can only go this far with your payback. Screw right. you. Yeah, if it's somebody, a whole proportionality nonsense. Right, I, I hate the proportionality thing. Mm -hmm. If somebody comes in and does that to my family, I'm going to get payback. And you don't get to tell me what that payback is. That's like, right. Screw you. Exactly. Um, Justin Trudeau, one of the manlettiest manlets in manlet town. <sighs> he's saying all the wrong things on Israel. He's doing that whole, oh my God, my heart is aching for the poor, helpless Palestinians. Everything needs to stop. Ceasefire this, ceasefire that. Just listen to his mealy mouth, just weak ass soy boyness right here. The human tragedy that is unfolding in Gaza is heart-wrenching, especially the suffering we see in and around the Al-Shifa hospital. I have been clear that the price of justice cannot be the continued suffering of all Palestinian civilians. Even wars have rules. All innocent life is equal in worth, Israeli and Palestinian. I urge the government of Israel to exercise maximum restraint. As the world is watching on TV, on social media, we're hearing the testimonies of doctors, family members, survivors, kids who've lost their parents. The world is witnessing this, the killing, of women and children, of babies. This has to stop. J'exhorte le gouvernement d'Israël. This guy, oh, you, you know that guy, that guy absolutely pees sitting down. <laughs> you know he does. You know, everybody knows it. Just infuriating. Yeah, see, he's split up with his wife, right? Aren't they split yeah. up? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or splitting uh -huh. up. Or in we the all midst know of why. Split. We all know why. <laughs> right. I think we do. Well, mm -hmm. BB answered him on Twitter. He retweeted uh, that ridiculous clip and then said, hey, Justin Trudeau, it is not Israel that is deliberately targeting civilians, but Hamas that beheaded, burned, and massacred civilians in the worst horrors perpetrated on Jews since the Holocaust. While Israel is doing everything to keep civilians out of harm's way, Hamas is doing everything to keep them in harm's way. Israel provides civilians in Gaza humanitarian corridors and safe zones. Hamas prevents them from leaving at gunpoint. It is Hamas, not Israel, that should be held accountable for committing a double war crime, targeting civilians while hiding behind civilians. 
the forces of civilization must back Israel in defeating Hamas barbarism. Yeah. Boom. I mean, Netanyahu versus Trudeau. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude. Yeah. God, yeah. What did that guy, Trudeau? Ugh. Sit down, little boy. Sit down. He's just so awful. And at no time in that little diatribe of his did he even mention Hamas. It's all Israel. You need to show restraint. Israel, you're hurting people. Yeah. God, what a oh, my God. It made me so mad. Yeah. And if if there's ever an attack on Canadian soil, we'll see how, you know, I mean, just imagine. Imagine if anything ever happened in Canada, how he would handle that. How would he handle that? He'd probably send Hamas a gift basket and be like, can we just be friends, though? Here's like, some, right. Here's some bath bombs. Here's a here's a queers for Palestine flag. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Um, we mentioned that the other day, the huge like hundreds of thousands of people showed up at the mall at the National Mall to sh- turn out for Israel, pro Israel. It was this like, delightful, peaceful, beautiful, mm-hmm. musical, awesome rally. And it was a stark contrast to what you're about to see happened um, in D.C. last night. But before we get to that, I wanted to just give some props. It pains me a little bit. But the reason for my name today is in honor of Hakeem Jeffries, who delivered a perfect speech at the pro-Israel rally. I have just a little piece of it that I wanted everybody to hear because it was really, 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 really good, you guys. And that's surprising coming from so we are here more than 100,000 people strong to unequivocally declare never again never again never again the state of Israel must always exist as a safe haven for the Jewish people and so we stand together with the Jewish community in Israel. We stand together with the Jewish community in America. We stand together with the Jewish community all throughout the world. We stand together in the effort to crush anti-Semitism. We stand together in the effort to crush anti-Jewish hate. We stand together in the effort to bring home the hostages. We stand together in the effort to make sure that America will always be a safe space for the Jewish community in every single zip code. God. Well, he needs to talk to his party. Yeah, he does have some talking to do, to, got especially some, the squad. Yeah, he's got some, like, teaching to do to his mm-hmm. party, to his squad, to, like, liberals in general, because they're the ones who are responsible for the hate on college campuses. He's got to, like, he's got to school some people. Yeah. Now, because he's preaching to the choir, basically. But, man, that party is a mess. When it comes to that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Just look at the still image on your screen right now. You'll see the video in just a second. This is what happened when the pro-Palestinian psychos showed up at the DNC headquarters last night. It ended up that six cops were injured um, because these people are rabid freaking animals. And they ended up having to shut down a bunch of the federal buildings because these people cannot control themselves. And it's such a remarkable night and day difference between the pro-Israel people who are calm and normal and then these freaks of nature right here trying to break into the DNC.
Anyway, you get yeah, the so idea. those are the people that are for peace. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. That makes, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Thanks for setting that good example. Right. Okay. <laughs> you go. <laughs> good Lord. Oh, my gosh. We just had our most recent deliveries of Omaha Steaks just in time for the holidays. Hopefully, you guys are stocking up as well. Because I know what Amy Joe's having for lunch today. Oh, it's going to be bump chops in the air fryer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Because anytime there's a shipment from Omaha Steaks, you know your next few meals are going to be amazing. And they're still having their big semi annual sale right now, just in time for Thanksgiving. Uh, so you can visit omahasteaks.com. When you use code CHICKS at checkout, you will save 50% on steaks and you'll get an additional 30 bucks off during the semi-annual sale. So take advantage. I know you're going to have pork chops. And I am. Pork chops. I am going to be delighting in their bacon-wrapped filets. That does sound delicious. I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> so <laughs> yummy. <laughs> and their sides and the tartlets. You and got yourself a full meal. The potatoes. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm having one of those. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So mouthwateringly delicious. OmahaSteaks.com. Use code CHICKS. Get yourself all the discounts and that extra 30 bucks off. It is worth it. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So we talked yesterday about Nikki Haley and the whole hullabaloo around the comments that she's been making about social media anonymity and how everybody needs to be verified. She could not have been more clear uh, in her comments. And I thought this was kind of funny that Christina Pusha looked at uh, Team Haley's Twitter bio and look at what it says. Oh, my God. <laughs> and this is like legit. Team Haley's bio actually says, we're the team behind Nikki Haley and we're taking names. Oh, my God. Oh, God, you cannot make this up. You, you cannot. Really can't. You cannot make it up. So, and in fact, um, when the clip, you know, the initial clips of her saying those things came out, both Vivek and Elon Musk were like, oh, damn. So Vivek even said, this is disgusting. Elon Musk said, this is super messed up. She can stop pretending to run for president now. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> And then DeSantis's team, in order because the the expectation and the suspicion was she's going to walk this back, right? Like she's going to do some damage control about yeah. this. Mm -mm. So they put out a video full of her saying exactly what she thinks. Here is their video. A huge issue that I'll deal with as soon as I get there 
is social media. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media account. The first thing I'm going to do is go to those social media companies. Social media has become a national security issue. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. This is a national security threat. We need our social media companies to verify everybody. Every person on social media should be verified by their name. Every person on social media needs to be verified. They need to verify every single single person on their outlet. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say. And I want it by name. Then, <laughs> and look, you can put smug in parentheses, but I want everybody's name. We need to know exactly who they are and they need to show their own name. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's the same reason why I think doxing, like, you know, you should stand by what you say. I want everybody's name. Yikes. Yikes. So this is like, like a great big old Patriot Act 2.0, right? It's like, this is not okay. No, thank you. No, no thank, you. So thank you. She's really stepped in a big old pile of crap with this one, hasn't she? Yeah, like she, she can't, has. She can't get out of it. And it's and at first I was like, okay, well, maybe she just said this a couple times, but then I saw this and it's like a big um, montage of she really, this is a policy for her. This is right. it. This is like one of her big policies and she cannot get out of it. So I think she's done. I, yeah, I it's, this is going to be a tough hole to crawl back out of. She's trying. And so you'll notice um, that when she made some rounds yesterday, excuse me, that the, the narrative shifted just ever so slightly. You'll get an example of that right here. We need our social media companies to verify everybody so that we can get all of those. So you're not really saying that people can't tweet. I mean, that, that, but, oh, but that's think, bad enough because that, you, you see what it's doing to, to our kids and bullying and everything do else. Do I think life would be more civil if we were able to right. do that? Yes. Do, it's the same reason why I think doxing, like, you know, you should stand by what you say. But no, like if you can have anonymous, I don't mind anonymous American people having free speech. Okay. What I don't right. like is anonymous Russians okay. and China and Chinese how, and Iranians having free speech. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how are you going to... How are you going to tell where Ditcher. people are from exactly if right, they're anonymous? Right. right. So what does that mean? So people that are like immigrating here from other countries, is that, are they, how does that work exactly? I don't understand. She's not thought what this are the through. What and are the so rules? now her <laughs> yeah. campaign is like majorly trying to cover this in any way they can. Mm -hmm. um, according to this tweet from Philip, Philip Wegman, who I can't remember which station he is with. But he tweeted that the Nikki Haley campaign tells me she believes Americans have a right to free speech, including having anonymous accounts on social media. She doesn't support letting foreign bad actors create anonymous accounts to spread chaos and anti-American filth among our people. And they even tried to slam DeSantis in the process, saying social media companies have to do a way better job policing that. Clearly, Ron DeSantis wants to let Chinese propaganda machines run wild on social media without any restrictions. I don't. <sighs> yeah, I don't this, is this is just her. so yikey. All of it's very, very yikey. Uh -uh. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't. She's not going to be able to dig herself out of this one. I don't think. I don't think so either. And yeah. so uh, DeSantis appeared on the Glenn Beck show um, 
with a lot to say about this, as you might imagine, because he's like, uh, this is China. <laughs> right. Point. Um, Nikki Haley uh, the other day said that uh, she wanted um, verification of everybody who was on social media and uh, open uh, access to be able to see the algorithms. What is your thought on that? So forcing disclosure of names and registration, that's what China has done. China did that recently. Uh, That is totally inappropriate for the United States of America. I mean, Glenn, we've lived through this age of cancel culture. You can lose your job if you're a conservative. You can can have things done to you. Uh, There's a role for anonymous speech. The Federalist Papers were written anonymously by Madison Jay and Hamilton. That's a long tradition in our country. Uh, But what it it would do, I think, is open the door for a social credit system. Uh, She is somebody I think is in favor of things like a central bank digital currency. Uh, I oppose central bank digital currency. In fact, I've signed legislation in Florida prohibiting the use of CBDC in our state because I think the Fed may try to do it unilaterally. They do not have the authority to do that. Congress, if they did it, I don't think they would. I think that that would trump our state law. But but anyways, I've said as president on day one, CDBC dies. It's dead. We're not doing it in the United States of America. So this is something that is totally unacceptable. I just think it shows uh, uh, you don't know what time it is if you're trying to uh, saying that we need your names on all this stuff. So I was honestly, I wasn't surprised she said it because I think that's just who she is. Uh, But it was totally out of bounds of what would be acceptable in the Republican Party. Yeah. 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 It's unacceptable. (laughs) Yeah, it it is. I just yeah, she I think I mean, listen, there, I always say this because I like her as a person. I do. We've met her and I like her as a person. I just think Same. that this is a huge mistake. She is really effed up on this one. And so I think she's done. And I'm then done. to make matters worse, I got so like frosty at her about some comments she made on the Ruthless podcast yesterday. I hate it when she uses her gender. Yes, me too. And did you oh hear God. this? Yes, I, was I so heard mad it. About this. I hate it when any I hate it when any successful woman in that position or any position of I say power, but any position where you you've worked hard to get where you are, any woman that has worked hard to get to a certain level uses their gender in any way. I freaking hate it. I hate yeah, it. I yeah, don't I don't like this, this at all. And I'm so this right is with you. This is she's, you know, she's kind of going back to this fight, this non-ending fight that she's having with Vivek. And this is what she said. And I just just dislike every word of this. What happens? He comes out of the gate. He hits (laughs) the female chair of the party. He hits the female anchor (laughs) on the platform. And then he hits me. And I'm not saying anything. I ain't saying I'm just saying. But he might have a girl problem. (laughs) I'm just saying he might have a girl. That's just nonsense. It's just stupid. It's so stupid. I'd never even in a million years, my brain never went there. It just didn't go there. I was like, what? That's what you got out of that? Right. He was hitting them because they're women? Like, quit playing. Don't play the girl card. Don't do that. It makes us all look stupid. It makes us look weak. Don't do it. I hate it when chicks do this. Don't do it. I was so mad about that. Right. Me too. Because then it just, it puts us back, man. Don't do that. Don't do it. Yeah. 
So disappointing. It was really disappointing to me too. I was like, why did you have to do that? Yeah. Unnecessary. Yeah. So we told, we told you about this fight yesterday. We played the videotape of Ben at some sort of event um, saying that he believes that Candace has been absolutely disgraceful on the issue of Israel and the whole conflict with Hamas um, ever since she ever since it happened that she has been disgraceful about it. And I think he used the words faux. Um, what was it? Faux sophisticated, I think, or something yes, like that. Yeah, yeah I think um, you're right. And so just to remind everybody that her response to that, I mean, her like so the video came out, it was making the rounds like crazy on Twitter and everybody was like sort of waiting with bated breath. What will Candace tweet next? Well, what would she say in response? And what she said, as you remember, is this whole thing about blessed are the peacemakers. She said, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Um, she tweeted that first. And then immediately after that said, Christ is king. So I just, I was, can I just interject for a second? Yeah. I do agree. Like, okay, blessed are the peacemakers. But in this particular case with terrorists, who are you making peace with? Right. If that's who the are the peacemakers, if not Israel. Right. Exactly. That's, uh, that's what I don't like about this particular case. Like, cause we have to look at this particular, I'm, you know, I understand that people like, her and and also Tucker. I mean, I get it. They want to be consistent in their, you know, and I listen, I'm America first too. I really am. And they want to be consistent. And a lot of this is very libertarian in the way that they, you know, I don't want to get involved in this. I don't want to get involved in that and everything. But it's like, you know, I understand the consistency because I do. I mean, I get it. I totally get that. But if, you know, when you talk about being a peacemaker, you there is no peace with terrorists. These are terrorists we're dealing with. They're not going to, they don't understand peace. They don't understand it. And they're just going to- And gonna, it's they, all Israel wants. Right. It's all they've ever wanted. Right. So this is, so you have to look at this as an individual case. You know, you can't just be like, well, every case is the same. This, this is an individual case you have to look at specifically. And so when it comes to being a peacemaker, they don't understand peace. We're dealing with lunatics. You know, and then we're and we are next in line with the lunatics. And that's where I get a little squirrely with this. And so well, blessed and I are felt the, like this right. was very unself-aware of her uh, to tweet out something like that. And then to try and pretend that it had nothing to do with Ben Shapiro, which you'll see that she does in just a little bit, was so off the charts ridiculous to me that I, I couldn't even believe it. But before we get to his response back to this tweet, we'll show just a little clip of her because she appeared on Tucker last night. Um, and he, of course, asked her about this. And she appeared, at least during that episode, to take somewhat of a high road. Here's a little piece of that. So maybe there's a point in the video where he explains what exactly you did wrong and how you were wrong. I haven't seen it. Um, but to call somebody quote, absolutely disgraceful, particularly a coworker, seems like a pretty big step. What, and, and I really don't know the background here. What is that about? You know, there isn't much of a background. I saw the video when everybody else saw it when I woke up. Um, no one he, no one warned you about it? Nobody warned me about it. I, I, it looks like maybe he didn't know he was being recorded. It looks yes. like it was some sort of a private event. I got no clarity. 
on the issue that he was particularly speaking on. And in what was said, I also, I can't respond to it beyond what he's saying because it's just ad hominem attacks. I don't know. Yeah, because it's not, you know, we disagree or yeah. I, you know, I, I don't think she's correct or maybe she doesn't know what she's talking about. It's absolutely disgraceful. Yeah, exactly. And so I can't respond to it on a level of intellect because there, there's nothing that he has expressed in that, at least in that short clip that he fundamentally disagrees with in terms of what I said. But I will say that I'm not going to respond with the same ad hominem attacks. Yes. I don't think it helps further discussion. And it, if I, that was me that was caught on a video saying that about colleagues that I work with, I would be embarrassed. I would. So I think that the video speaks more to Ben's character than it speaks to mine. Is he yeah, she's not going to come back at him with ad hominems. <laughs> Let's just rewind that a little bit. Um, so Ben came after her and said, when you know, when he finally saw this whole tweet, he said, Candace, if you feel that taking money from the Daily Wire somehow comes between you and God, by all means, quit. Oh, damn. So then yeah. you knew it was on, right? Yeah, they are, they are totally fighting. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. And so yep. she said, you've been acting unprofessional and emotionally unhinged for weeks now. And we have all had to sit back and allow it and have all tried to exercise exceeding understanding for your raw emotion. But you cross a certain line when you come for scripture and read yourself into it. I will not tolerate it, she said. What if and I then it? that was you the response. And then she also tweeted you are utterly out of line for suggesting that I cannot quote biblical scripture. The Bible is not about you. And then everybody was like, oh, come on. Like yeah. the comments under that were like, everybody knew you were absolutely directing that at him. Yeah, Please but you stop know, pretending. But you know what's funny about that last one? If you look at the last one that she just tweeted, if you go back to the last one, it's uh -huh. funny how she, she, pull, she says, we have had to all sit back and allow it. It's like she pulls all of us into it. Like I'm, I don't want to be everybody at the Daily Wire, right? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't the know. We that like, she's who's, referring to. who's we? Does she have a mouse in her pocket? Like I don't. Like what is that? I don't. It's weird how like she pulls people into it because she wants to have, you know what I mean? Like more people in this than it's bizarre to me. Like, yeah. I if I were picking a fight with somebody, I wouldn't like pull a bunch of people into it with me. It, it would just be my fight with whoever it is I'm fighting with. That's just that's strange wording to me. I thought that was weird. Don't you think that's weird? It's yeah, and it's getting it's getting ugly. Now she did say cuz for those of you who have not watched um the whole episode, she did explain sort of the hierarchy over at the Daily Wire cuz a lot of people just assume Ben Shapiro is like her boss in some way, but that's not that's not true. Um so and he is also separate and not at the Daily Wire's Nashville headquarters. He lives off in Florida. Never even they don't even interact personally like face to face. Um, so there are two co-CEOs and she said that she gets along very, very well with both of them. She made it sound like, you know, she has no intention of leaving. Like that's not a thing, but this whole, I will not tolerate it thing. I don't know what that means. And I don't know where this is going to turn next. Um, you know, I'm sure Tucker would love to have her on his team and they obviously are very, very like-minded. There was a, a part of their talk when they started talking about the response, the emotional response that a lot of Americans have had about Israel. And they were both so tone deaf because, in fact, Tucker said, and I've got his quote, he said, I'm an American. Our country is being invaded right now. Over 100,000 Americans die every year of fentanyl. Those are real tragedies. I've never seen anything like the emotion from any commentator around those tragedies as I'm watching about a foreign tragedy. And I was so grossed 
out by that. Because for him to be like, yeah, people are dying of fentanyl, we can hold space for that being awful at the same time as we recognize on a human level how disgusting it is for babies to be burned alive. And the fact that he can't, that he's not emotional about that, what the hell? Like, I was just so disappointed in both of them yeah. for that. Yeah, because I mean, I... Ew. Yeah, it's 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 kind of gross because, I mean, I've always looked at Israel. It's like you and I were talking in pre-show. I've always looked at Israel as like a, a a brother, like that's like a brother country. It's like a sister, a brother, a sibling country. So I don't I don't know why it's different now. Like, what is the deal? Like, what are we doing? You know, and then I, there is a historical perspective there that we have to look at. There is a history there. There is a history of what these people have gone through. There are allies like that. What are we doing? Why? And they're why, the only democracy, literally in, in the that, Middle. They they right. share our soul, like they right. share our entire Western values, and they've got this tiny little sliver of a place. Yeah, I, I mean, just, how you don't feel something for that? I, exactly. I don't exactly. I don't get it. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it either. So I and I don't. It's that's why you have to look at it individually. This is not a well. I mean. I feel this way about everything else, so I'm going to feel this way about Israel too. Oh, okay. I mean, I I guess if you want to feel that way, all right. But I that's I, that's weird to me. Yeah, really, really weird to me. I mean, this is the Holy Land, man. I just, like I don't. And then to quote scripture, I don't. It's just weird. I don't understand <laughs> how these people can think this way. I don't. Somebody said, listen, maybe they should speak and stop typing. That would be something that people do in the 80s and 90s. And they don't do that now. <laughs> and I think this is all very bizarre how people fight on Twitter. I find that really off-putting too. I hate it when people do that. This is just the world now. And I have a problem with that too. Like, why can't these people just fight in person instead of bringing all of us into it? Which is, again, that collective we, which pisses me off. I'm, I'm not part of your fight. You know what I mean? But here we are talking about it because they brought us into it. And so we're kind of forced to be in their freaking fight when what they should do is she should call him up on the phone or he should call her up on the phone. Ben should have called her up on the phone and said, you know what? You're pissing me off. Yeah. This is I'm pissed off at you, Candace. And this is why we need to meet up and have coffee or like meet at one somebody's house and duke this shit out. That's what normal people do. Why don't people do that anymore? We would be a much better society if people just did that. If people talked face to face, had it out and didn't involve the rest of us. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I saw that comment and I'm like, this is how I feel too. I just don't know why people can't do that anymore. We would be so much better off as a human species if we still did that, if we just talked to one another. For crying out loud, why can't they do that? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I know I don't know that Ben, you know, it Ben did not post the video. I, somebody took it of whatever event he was at and then it went everywhere. And I don't know. I don't even know when he saw that that was happening. Do you know I what I mean? Know. Listen, I don't know who started what. I'm not I'm not even I don't know. But it used to be that we could. I would hope that if somebody had a problem with me who I knew, like at if it was because we have an umbrella company, Radio America. OK, I'll just use Radio America as an example. But we work with wonderful people. I would hope to God that somebody, the people that I worked with 
they would come to me individually and they would say, I have a problem with you, Amy Joe, And this yeah. is my problem with you. And we would talk as people because this is what people should be doing. Like, what is that? Yeah, can people... you imagine if like Valen like posted on Twitter? Our producer, Amy Joe yeah. is like so disgraceful right now. She's a psycho. <laughs> She's so disgraceful. I mean, what people need to talk to people again. Can we can we make America talk with one another again? <laughs> Like as, as as human beings, can we just get back to that? Because yeah, handle it privately. Can we? Yeah. Why are we doing this? Why are we all bitching at each other on Twitter and social media? Why do we do this? God, I hate that. <laughs> it's all driving me crazy. Man, I don't know what happened to her computer, man. That is crazy that she just literally went away. She would normally say, bye everybody, and we will talk to you tomorrow. And then I say, bye. The Supreme Court rejects 14th Amendment arguments for kicking Trump off the ballot. The Biden administration admits secretly flying 320,000 illegals into the country last year. And some unhinged never-Trumpers want to ruin the lives of people seeking a no-labels third-party candidate. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day, and hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. How much do you spend from your paycheck in about 100 days? The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet. The federal government is on pace to spend over $1 trillion per every 100 days. Are Speaker Johnson and congressional Republicans doing anything about it? Enough is enough. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.